Hello everyone and welcome to the Briefs podcast series Everything Business the show where we speak to industry leaders and get their insights about the ongoing reality of the business ecosystems in India. Now join on this episode is Shon Shinde my co-host and me your primary host Sahib Singh and today's episode is as unique as it is personal for us since we are currently diving into a space which hits very close to home and that ladies and gentlemen is content creation. Now Online content in and of itself has been pretty much an evolutionary phenomenon over the years, right? It's gone through various changes, it's gone through various forms to add value to our lives, at least most of the time, I think. And now, owe to the impact of COVID-19, the focus on content creation is pretty much staggering, right? And the future just seems to be a lot more exciting overall going forward. There seems to be a lot more avenues coming in as there were prior, and now it's a very exciting space to dive into. and to discuss this evolutionary aspect of content our guest today is mr deepak raj who currently leads one of india's biggest streaming platforms loco by dice media as its vice president now before um, you know wasting any time let's get right into the conversation deepak thank you for joining everything business how are you doing today i'm doing good thank you uh, sai banshan for having me here it's a pleasure to be kind of uh, having a chat with you guys and figuring out how we could uh probably dive into uh, a bit of this uh, content rigmarole that has been happening for the last four five years um slight uh, um so we i'm part of pocket aces which um has filter copy dice media gobble and our own app ecosystem which is uh, loco so just a touch on that thing sure but uh, uh broadly very happy to be with you guys here and also awesome. be safe to say that times have actually been treating you guys well uh yeah <laughs> it it is um it has been uh uh not uh, it's been very positive than what we had expected uh so that ways we are very happy right now and uh, there is more space to grow and we are effectively looking at how we can grow uh, further uh in this scenario there has been phenomenal growth in the last 6 months in the gaming ecosystem um which was already present in some way or the other but uh, the visibility for that is much higher now much more uh, developed as a market so we're looking forward for that growth act to be uh, seen at a much higher stage yeah that that's good to hear yeah all right so uh, to start things off deepak uh content over the years has taken a lot of forms and it has been on a constant trajectory of evolution so to say and your experience has pretty much mirrored it over the years and your experience within the industry so according to you if we were to start things off what were the landmark challenges and the landmark changes in changing content and its consumption habit across various spectrum uh i think the changes go dates back to uh, there has been uh, content has been always available uh, whether it was in form of uh, street theaters uh, or moving into um, further drama and theaters and stuff like that uh, then moving into uh, written content that we all have been uh, reading or um, learning about then it moved into your uh, films or theatricals uh, short videos that is coming in uh, so the evolution has been uh, has been persistent and uh, has been growing for a long period of time from 
uh, where uh, what we had uh, a print, a radio, and a television coming in. All of a sudden, there was a, a spurt of uh, different content consumed by people the minute there was satellite TV come. So Z pioneered with that, and then Star came in, and Sony came in. So the general entertainment category. um kind of uh, evolved for from around 1990s to about 2005s uh 2005 2010 was the a period of uh uh many experiments that happened from a gc to niche content to uh, only movies channel to music channel everything coming in uh, from that perspective similarly there was an evolution in print as well magazines coming in uh, uh subcultures in magazines coming in uh so all that evolution was happening on one side of it um 2006 around 2006 7 something changed uh youtube came into the picture uh and uh, now it was more about uh, easier access to content anytime anywhere content came uh then around i think around 2008 or 2009 facebook came into the picture while orkut was already there but uh, orkut didn't have so much of uh video being shared and communicated back then but then from a social uh, machinery there was facebook that came in now facebook and youtube combined became a great um, asset for uh, for the user to kind of communicate using videos this transformed that's would be the major transformation that would have happened in the industry um where uh, we all started india saw it uh, saw the pinnacles of that coming up from around 2010 2011 we actually started seeing um uh, more than 5 lakh views or in that zone was the first first time we started seeing those kind of a transition happening uh then we had uh, this momentum going on from around 2010 11 towards upwards of around 2015 i would say 2016 and then uh, the other versions of content came which was ott in uh, technically youtube is also an ott uh, but now more specialized uh, content genres started coming in media houses chose not to put their content in uh, in youtube and wanted to um, have their own app uh, or applications for their content to be disseminated or distributed which gives them a higher hand in monetizing it in the way they wanted rather than being dependent on a third party like a google or a youtube uh, kind of a platform uh, so this transition kind of started evolving and then as we see today uh, i think 2015 or 16 is when uh, not sure about the dates but hotstar came and launched it with the ipl and then uh, the rest is history now we have at least uh, 38 40 otts broadly uh, but the major ones around 5 to 6 of them uh who are uh, creating multiple genres of content another interesting uh, uh change in this ecosystem would have been netflix coming in so while youtube uh, we got used to that uh, user generated content concept and facebook helped in user generated content to be um, disseminated or distributed netflix kind of changed the game from an ott perspective where they came in and uh, said uh massively curated content uh specifically super niche which you might not be able to see anywhere else uh, uh a for a simple reason the tv uh, could have regulatory issues uh youtube is more ugc might not have the same kind of a production value that comes in that netflix era kind of 
catapulted to today what we see as the rest of the OTT uh, business coming in. What is the next big thing, which is already there, was more of an immersive entertainment. Now, uh, there is some kind of a, a actionable element in, say, the social communication that we do. There is like share engagement and everything stuff like that happening with Facebook, Twitter, Insta, and stuff like that. Uh, but much more immersive. How how uh, you be a part of the content itself? We have to look gaming from that lens. It is. You are being part of the content that is designed around you. Uh, till now, you are watching a money heist or any robbery show. Here, you can do a robbery or you can theft on. So you are part of that story. So it's again uh, as similar uh, as the content uh, segments that can be. You could be in a war movie while you are playing a PUBG or Call of Duty, and you are being part of that movie. You know whether you win or not is upon you. If you if the hero has to win or not is upon you. So that's the level of immersiveness that gaming has come in, which uh, which is one of the reasons why uh, uh, starting around I think 2017 or 18, the PUBG phenomena kind of took over India. We are a mobile-first uh, market, and uh, while we have had desktop gaming or PC gaming, or I wouldn't say so much of a console gaming in India, but PC and desktop gaming has been there. Uh, I think from early 2000s or uh, from then only, I used to play uh, games with my desktop, uh, having PC games coming in over there. Uh, and from there, now, uh, 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 the spread of mobile and internet connectivity and uh, uh, it's not just the internet connectivity, also the, uh, what do you call it, the phones that we are using now so imagine we uh, used to spend i remember there was a um, uh, nokia engage kind of phone which used to cost i think around 15000 rupees back then uh, today in 15000 rupees you can have a full screen hd oled display uh, and whatnot right so uh, that's the difference that has happened so the the uh, uh, the hardware that you uh, have today at an affordable price has changed the game along with the internet coming. So uh, with that, you now you are part of the content. You are no more a uh, passive uh, viewer or even an active engaged audience. Now you are part of the content. So that's the difference. These are different segments which I believe have created uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, a lot of uh, or, or uh, a trajectory changes in itself. Of where the industry is going to go. Okay, uh, Sean, also, any thoughts? Yeah. So also, I mean, another thing that has happened. A big part of it is technology has played a, a very key role, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because the device has changed. But unlike a lot of other industries, one thing that's sort of consistent here is that it's not entirely cannibalizing the previous device. So, for example, television still exists today, right? It is, oh yeah, yeah. So I mean, and you cannot disregard that. It has probably the content has taken uh, evolved with a certain amount. Uh, what started with you know uh, DD in India, which became set top box, cable set top box, and now you know you can have plug and play devices such as a fi uh, Fire Stick or you know a Chromecast. So uh, the device has, I mean, while it has gone hand in hand and been a major catalyst in this evolution of uh, you know content, it hasn't really disregarded the previous uh, you know. Uh, the incumbent per se. It it uh, it's it's a very popular perception that I've seen at a lot of times, which uh, 
I have argued against uh, of uh, saying TV आएगा तो print मर जाएगा, digital आएगा तो TV मर जाएगा. It's not that way. Yeah. Uh, today, uh, today uh, Times of India, the Hindu, uh, all of them are still staying. There, I think at least a hundred, hundred and hundred and twenty year yeah. uh, old organizations who are still uh, providing substantial news in whatever way, right? Uh, as a as a print medium uh, and uh, TV, the ease of uh, the lazy boy in us will probably never change. You know the habit that has come in. You you are still confused about choosing what should I choose. You know because yeah. again that's what is happening with an OTT and slowly and steadily we are seeing the laziness of let me put something and whatever when TV comes I just have to press. Let them recommend. Um, and those things are also happening in an ott level content recommendation is one of the or the most important levers for uh, for any ott to be successful and netflix kind of nailed it uh, today and amazon is doing really well on that front indian otts are almost uh, reaching that uh, persona of content recommendation coming in so uh, but again that is from this insight of let them show me what i want to watch you know so yeah. uh, so it's that cannibalizing uh, i think is not uh, uh, it is true for certain industries it is true for uh, uh, magazines for example right mm-hmm. uh, the kind of distribution that a magazine would have had 15 years back is yeah. not the same right now so uh, but as a media organization or a, as a content company all these magazines would have also Taken leap into different forms of content. Uh, so whether it's a GQ Vogue getting into YouTube and creating content on YouTube or social in general, uh, where you have um, yeah. say the niche uh, categories of feminine getting into uh, digital uh, articles. So it it is uh, they they will find a way to kind of renew because uh, ultimately uh, whether it's a journalist or a content creator, he knows to make. content that people will like now how can it be distributed is this next uh, level of thought that can come in so the cannibalizing is not something that i am very i am um, against uh, vocally against uh, uh, that uh, and same with the growth uh, kind of levers right we will say here digital is going so much uh, gaming is growing so much um, now the growth is key uh, if you are moving from 100 to 150 you have say a 50 percentage growth but when you're moving from 1000 to uh, 100 1000 1100 you will have a 10 percentage growth but the actual revenue is 100 and mm-hmm. this is 50 so the that ca the uh, growth prospect because there is a volume to fill you are very new in volume to fill that doesn't mean the other industry is not growing certain industries are not uh especially during covid we have seen radio take a very bad hit right now uh, because people are not traveling um and stuff like that but there is somebody who is replacing them right you are mm. still listening to music there is a spotify saban itunes and everything coming in uh it should be wise for the radio platforms to kind of look into these kind of segments uh and uh, when people go back to the road this habits might not wean off but they still want to kind of Yeah. listen to what the rjs are saying you know it's it's can't be taken away today uh, these uh, saban and spotify today if i'm looking at music it's specific music that i want again the lazy boy feel of while driving i just want to listen to something so that is entertaining 
can't be cannibalized. The volumes will differ, but uh, these are habits, and uh, habits mean a lot to human nature. So I feel that that's still uh, that's I am in this part of the argument that yeah. there is no and, cannibalization. And as you rightly said, I mean, experience is such a big part of consuming the content. There are some things that you know we are spoiled for, and we transitioned heavily into this space because of the entire covid scenario and everything but there are some things that we still crave um when things get back to whatever sense of normalcy um and it is being it being safe i mean we would want to go and attend a concert you would want to go to a mall and watch you know a movie so yeah. these sort of things as as an experience as you said right will kind of come back you yeah. also mentioned one interesting aspect i mean in terms of um uh you know how companies largely incumbents right now um have taken a lot the digital platform right um we had the new guys who disrupted the space and we had the established guys who were say production houses etc um who had multiple channels on television who have now also entered say a z5 for example um is this is this driven by fomo is it a me too aspect or is it a natural evolution that's happening no it's a natural evolution there is no fomo over there uh, uh if you are a content creator uh you will find all means and methods of how to monetize that content right if you're not monetizing that content in all the aspects that it can be uh then uh, anyways uh, content as a business is massively resource heavy now uh, and margins are very low when it comes to uh, monetizing it only on one platform so mm-hmm. whether it's tv whether it's print etc it's, it's human resource heavy uh, now to optimize that wherever and whichever method uh, that the content needs to be proliferated will help in amalgamizing the cost that is coming in so it is wouldn't be a fear of missing out it is the authority of content the power of content that these media organizations have mm. uh if you actually go back to 2010 12 uh youtube used to host almost all major big wig shows of india digitally so for example uh, a big boss a kapil sharma show kbc most of these things used to be on youtube now uh think of it this way that all the monetization that youtube was doing there is a share that was given to the uh, uh to the uh, media owner and mm. there was a chunk of share which was kept with youtube in itself now as a content producer if i have the capability of earning all that amount by myself and because i am the one who's actually manufacturing that product if it's content or whatever why should i not do it and that's when that shift happened i think uh, 2012 or 13 is when that shift happened when star pulled out content when colors pulled out content from youtube uh and then they started their own and it's interesting that you mention it actually uh going back to your previous answer something which you said about india being a smartphone first country yeah. and content producers actually changing their approach at large 
So this smartphone boom in in its essence has allowed ease of content and a and a layered level of diversity among the kind yes. of content we consume, right? So purely from a production point of view when it comes to original content programming or production, how do you think it has changed the approach of content producers at large to cater to this kind of an indian audience full in digital have been people who kind of looked at subcultures whether it is music whether it is uh, uh, movies whether it is sitcom horror thriller etc whatever their zones are uh, people started uh, looking at subcultures and when i say subculture stand up comedy is a subculture uh, um, unplugged music is a subculture uh, i'm sorry i think uh, Audible. Am I audible? Yeah, yeah, perfectly. Okay. Uh, so these are all subcultures. Now the transition from subcultures and the habit formation of watching it in the small screen. Initially, it was all trial and error. If you actually think about it, all the content back then was, say, five years back, was mostly seven minute up, or six minute up, or ten minute up. we as consumers started getting habituated we started watching micro series say 7 minute or 3 yeah. episode maine dekha 21 minutes i've spent now today people can watch a half an hour show how they used to watch in tv so now that content description is back now otts are saying let me go the gc route i don't probably need to look at only as subcultures i will look at all general entertainment today i am comfortable in watching 2 hours of cricket match in my phone hence ipl is working on the phone so yeah. uh, that habit formation has automatically happened with the user so now the content creator can also adapt in the same way okay. like there is no there is no as big a production as uh, covering a cricket ground right right yeah yeah right and Absolutely. that is today you're watching on the phone so uh, at least at least 10 million <laughs> views are happening on the phone so yeah. you know there there is a possibility you are watching it and most of the shows that you would have uh, watched it on big screen you are watching it phone now the technology is coming in where uh, you can cast it you can uh, uh, do it via fire stick directly so you get the same so uh, we have gone the digital route back to tv technically that's what is happening Mm-hmm. You also mentioned one interesting bit, and this goes back again to your previous answer. Sorry to circle back to that, uh, where you spoke about how Netflix kind of changed the game, right? And if I remember correctly, there was a show called uh, Black Mirror. Uh, it was engaging in the sense it wasn't just about uh, you know uh, recommended content or whatever, but it was also where the user had to uh, play a part in the character's role. Yeah, exactly. it was a season two of. Uh, black mirror yeah yeah and and there is also an independent movie which came out via black mirror called bandersnatch which yeah. was essentially yeah. immersive it's exactly that. so bandersnatch, bandersnatch is, is the character right in the in the show yeah. and uh, his daily uh, actions right from what should he choose to have you know as breakfast cereal have frosties right. or so and so let the user play that part and i think that um, the data that got captured thanks to all of this you know with uh, what netflix did um i'm guessing that played a big big part in the entire content re- recommendation thing that happened subsequent to it 
So, um, how have now other companies also entered this space in terms of content recommendation? See, internationally, this is not a new technology. Okay, uh, there are a lot of web series that has happened in this interactive content space. Mm. Um, the, a few years back, the first ad campaign that happened was on YouTube. There was a Honda Civic International uh, R model, which is Honda Civic Sport model mm. that came in. What you had to do is, at that time, we were predominantly desktop users for YouTube back then. Um, you had to plus press R on your keyboard and the uh, move would change. So currently, your uh, morning, you are just a guy uh, getting your kids to school. Mm. If you press R, you are going for a, it's almost like money heist. Yeah. You're going for a, a bank robbery with the mm. same car. Okay. Mm. So this interactive element has been there for a long time. Uh, Netflix, uh, the reason why Netflix ka Bandersnatch is much more uh, evident or ne- or noteworthy is because it has been done on that platform. So Netflix has been able to create or build that technology inside this platform at scale, uh, which is commendable. And then the content thought of it. Mm. So uh, there are uh, there are some... Now we have seen this from a very uh, gritty thriller kind of a zone with Bandersnatch. There are rom-coms happening in the same level. Yeah. In, yeah. Uh, there are international shows. I forgot the name of the show, but there are shows that are happening. Uh, and this is very interesting that way. Even before that, if I go to, uh, from a UGC perspective on YouTube, uh, you could choose. So the basic was after a video is done, there are two playlists that comes in. You could choose what ending you wanted. Mm-hmm. And then the next video will play accordingly. So it's basically that. Uh, in uh, the Netflix thing, the complication of the number of production elements that they did was much higher. Hence the noteworthiness that comes in. Again, that goes to the fact that this is part of the immersive evolution. Mm. Without any of this, you could do that in your phone right now if you download Call of Duty or PUBG or whatever. But you do that, you be a part of it. And it's not just where the story is leading, but it is about what are the things that you could do to lead the story in the way you want. So you want to win, what are the things? So uh, it is is very inherent human nature uh, amongst all of us to play or to fiddle or to do something, yeah. you know. Um, and uh, that is where uh, this part is coming on. This has happened in TV also, the inherent nature of doing something. Hmm. Nikhil Chinnapa's MTV selling. We used to call and ask for this thing. Yes. We used to SMS for I want to get the song that I wanted. KBC, uh, I want to have the hot seat. So that inherent nature is being used by any media houses who smart enough to kind of use it in the right direction. There is a lot of data that you can get. There is a lot of understanding that you could get depending on which format. Mm. Then you consume it the way that you want. Yeah. Okay. So that's my perspective on that. Okay. So, um, two aspects which essentially come out from this is, is the idea of choice, which essentially started off from gaming in its very early form, so to say. You could choose your characters, you could influence their decisions, and influence their journeys throughout the game, essentially in RPG, role-playing games, so to say. Yeah. Uh, which sort of transitioned to online content, right? Now, yeah. we're almost done with 2020, and we're nearing 2021, and content progression has essentially gone from, say, print, then went to broadcast, then digital, social, and immersive, right? So, and the time frame 
of this evolution has sort of reduced. If broadcast to sort of say digital took 10 years, digital to social took maybe five to three years. And social to immersive probably took maybe a year or year and a half. Yes. So if we were to look at the global trends from a macro perspective, what would you say is the next step after immersive or is immersive going to be there for a while? Is it here to stay? And from an Indian market point of view, how far do you think we are in terms of this race to sort of, you know, be the next big thing in terms of technology? Yeah, so um, I think from uh, when you say immersive, I could talk from a gaming perspective. Uh, we are still at the initial layer of immersive. We have not reached the 2D or 3D version of immersive, if I have to put in from a movie perspective. We are still at very... Uh, uh, single point, one touch uh, uh, kind of immersive. The immersiveness is uh, from a uh, from an audience side where I am supremely uh, engaged or uh, inside the content, and I'm one of the character. I want to, uh, I want that to go in. But immersiveness can go into a lot of different levels. Now, if you ask me, uh, does immersive stay? Immersive is the one that is going to stay. It is going to stay for really long. It's not going to be, um, it's not just a fad that is coming out and this thing because right. elements of immersiveness have been there in across media uh, functions for throughout. And this is the right. time when the technology has helped us enable that immersiveness in the right experience. What levels of immersiveness will go further is what is to be noted. Correct. Uh, and... Uh, um, whether VR works later on and stuff like that, that belief in VR had gone from 2019, 2018, it kind of shattered only for a simple fact that this huge box, it's like mobile phones also when it came and it was this big a phone. Okay? You are not going to use that, right? And that's the same problem today VR is, uh, uh, is kind of facing. Um, going forward, if the technology comes in where it is as simple as a pen or as uh, small as a glass that I'm wearing, which Google tried, didn't work probably too early. Google Glass came in too early. Uh, Geo currently announced probably a virtual reality conference and stuff like that coming. If that comes into reality in the next two, three years at affordable prices, you know, the reality is possible anytime. Uh, I think Google Glass came in with a uh, $75,000 or a one lakh uh, price tag to it. Uh, but if it comes in under 900 rupees or something like that, you know, I don't know what that costing would be. That's when the second phase of immersiveness or uh, yeah. almost a higher value of immersiveness will be adopted by the masses. Till then, it will be a niche subculture happening. But these immersive experience of gaming on your, uh, this thing, all that will grow as much as we want to. Probably uh, more concepts in the OTT forefront, Bandersnatch kind of concepts, might evolve but again the problem over there is the cost to uh, um, uh, what do you call it uh, cost to ROI ratio what is the kind of amount of investment that I have to do to create one such big thing um, and does India have the uh, capability yes does India have the ROI generation only on Indian market probably so the day Indian content is being consumed like right now there are a lot of Indian originals which uh, probably Netflix or Amazon are taking up and are being consumed by other markets. The minute that becomes like Money Heist is a Spanish or uh, I think Latin American kind of a 
concept which all of us are consuming right end of the day so snarkos uh the day this happens in india then we have a larger audience probably the roi of the investment that i'm putting in is much higher then we could consider but if you ask me do we have the capability as yes, we do have the capability it's not like we don't have the capability hmm. i think that has reflected significantly in the kind of fdi that happened into the country right, right. with respect yeah. to especially gaming companies uh, yeah. before the <coughs> entire china issue and you know the block on say dream 11 and the money that came in from uh, uh, 10 cents and alibaba there is a bunch of fdi that has now come in from american companies um, in fact uh, recently i think a couple of days ago uh, with respect to online game streaming uh, facebook has also started its uh, released it in the states and they are planning to go global with it very soon so i think this whole concept of um, uh more than a concept this actual uh, transition that is now also happening right with online game streaming uh where a bigger audience and this aspect of immersive content is now actually taking very good form with this it is it is so uh facebook gaming has been existing for the last i think uh, one and a half two years uh twitch has been there globally india didn't have anybody and that's where we came into the picture uh loco came into the picture saying that uh, we would want to kind of uh, ensure there is immense momentum in this segment now uh, what are the possibilities of an indian company in the gaming ecosystem can we create games that can be consumed globally yes we can uh now comes the roi to investment ratio uh casual games money based games are easier to create from a, 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 what do you call it from a expenditure perspective and doesn't require language so it kind of can be passed on to multiple markets there are a lot of companies that are doing that including alarise etc doing that uh, now if i have to create or develop a game similar to a call of duty or pubg i can develop that it will take that kind of an investment but can it reach to the global audience so today a 4g that has been announced there is another very interesting game raji which has come out uh, these these are uh, i think would be the first stepping stone of indian game developing ecosystem in a um, uh, in these uh, huge massive production games uh, the other ecosystem that we work is but that doesn't mean that we are going to only play those games we are going to it's like today we consume uh, why do we consume netflix why do we consume amazon or any of the international uh, before all this we used to consume this from torrents yeah so there is an innate need of knowing what is the global culture that is happening yeah. right uh, hence those global games will always be there what will happen in that gaming ecosystem is unlike cricket football and stuff like that i uh, still have Uh, so for cricket football any other sporting element you need to be physically fit you need to be at par at this thing to reach a particular level here you need to have a great intelligent mind to kind of play the way you should and then it's the nimbleness of your fingers now uh, that gives an immense possibility for as many audience that uh, india has and we have a huge population so uh, all of them has an equal amount of chance to probably compete with somebody in china somebody in us wherever uh, in the world with technology at their hand uh, the very simple fact of i think i can beat this guy helps yeah. in 
learning what is the best trick to work on work around this particular game how should i play all that thing are nuances which has helped in creating this ecosystem called as watching gaming content yeah right absolutely that is uh, unlike me uh, so one is uh, any sport becomes the massive sport when people are watching it when the top gamers are playing which is true for esports as well Uh, the only added advantage that comes in is today a guy from uh, mumbai or any uh, tier 2 city tier 3 city or even a village can take a take his chance to hit jonathan who's the number one pubg player in the country yeah a guy can't do that with a virat kohli a guy can't do that with sunil chetri a guy can't do that with ms dhoni nobody but he can take a hit at jonathan today right. so now how to do that that's where the consumption is happening a that is the need second is the entertainment factor uh where does he win or not uh is what he is trying to figure yeah. out in that game so it's as good as watching a movie each tournament that we organize are a four in a day it's a six hour live content that is hosted on mm-hmm. loco or say uh where there are multiple a league teams who are coming and participating there are millions of people watching this content till the end hmm. to figure out who's going to win who's today's win. match okay so it's as yeah. uh, as much involved as an uh, a world championship of cricket would be hmm. ipl t20 will be 2 hour or 3 hour right this is 6 hour of content people are willing hmm. to watch invest in coming so right. that's the level of engagement that these people are having hmm. so they, right. these are multiple reasons why uh, uh this segment will see a lot of growth why there will be a lot of investment coming in which part the investment comes in or there are there are multiple buckets so gaming as a whole esports is just one there is real money gaming there is fantasy leagues happening there is casual gaming which is actually the one of the biggest pie so we also have casual gaming inside local where people are coming participating because that uh, uh fickleness of spending uh 2 minutes and not without yeah. stress yeah. is where the casual gaming is actually coming in and uh uh coping there are certain strategy games and stuff like that so it's, it's all a bucket esports will see phenomenal growth because of all of a sudden technology coming in casual gaming has been existing in this industry for a very long time because mm-hmm. even in your uh, desktop microsoft those kind of days you still had something a tetroid playing or yeah. something like that you know that that just versions coming in esports required certain amount of um uh, uh, quality of content consumption because the production is heavy to render it and stuff like that today that is possible mm-hmm. hence the growth is going to be phenomenally high in this segment hmm. right and in terms of uh, foreign investment so, uh, right sorry sahib so in terms of foreign investment no, uh, where is the bigger opportunity according to you um targeting the indian market itself or leveraging the talent available in the indian market for the global audience to essentially say uh, outsource like ubisoft for example has development studios in bombay and pune right so where do you think from a foreign investment perspective is the bigger opportunity which are the developed markets in the world for let's say gaming 
Okay, uh, saturation is already the US. There. Yeah, definitely the US. Saturation is already there. Yeah. Look at it this way. We might be a population of, I don't know, I think 7.5 billion or 8 billion people, human humans in the world. Uh, what is Facebook today? Are looking at, I think, around 3 billion or 4 billion numbers. Where is the next billion going to come in from? Mm-hmm. A, China currently has not given them any entry. So they mm-hmm. might be thinking about how to get in over there, etc. Same with Google. Mm-hmm. Uh, so which is the other bigger market? Similarly for gaming, Southeast Asia, okay. China are the uh, winners in the gaming segment. Okay, they, are, they Because the technology was much more yeah. earlier with those guys at affordable pricing. Same mm-hmm. with the US market, mm-hmm. all certain parts of European market. Uh, mm-hmm. Where will, why would the FDIs come in and they're coming in for that growth? Where is that next user base of growth that can come in? And definitely Indian market is where they want to kind of invest in. For the users in India itself. Mm-hmm. So that's where uh, the other one is a derivative of that where there are uh, players and uh, and companies which will create something mm. and you have experimentation with 1.3 billion people in the country you know so you know whether it's successful or not the minute it's successful you put it out in any similar market like brazil or latin america any other yeah. uh, markets over there it is bound to go successful yeah uh, at least some part of it will go. So that will be the derivative of that. But currently, you need to look at the audience that we have. Yeah. And in fact, speaking of derivatives, for example, uh, uh, last year, I think the year before... And last, also, sorry, I just, to, yeah. just to kind of add on to that, uh, we are currently an economy which was not the case. The economy might be, uh, has seen a uh, drastic low and stuff like that. But in generally, uh, uh, the village or tier two, tier three kind of markets are also having disposable incomes mm. at some level. Not everybody, the country is struggling in certain levels, but you know, till now there was some kind of a disposable income. Mm. Uh, earlier, India, if, you, if I go back 20 years, India yes. didn't have that kind of disposable income, which is why China, uh, South Asia and US kind of grew. Today, that disposable income is here. Yeah. So they would want to capitalize on that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like I was saying, you know, I mean, uh, as another fallout that has happened of all of this, I think a year, the year before last, uh, the number of students signing up for uh, technology gaming development courses, it I think grew about 15 or 20 percent just in a single year. And I think this was uh, pretty much in tandem with the spike in PUBG. So I think yeah, this, right. I think this entire ecosystem per se and the opportunity that lies here. And India has always been a market in terms of uh, when it comes to IT, right? In terms of technology development, it's always been that market for companies. Now it's also uh, aside from an outsourced KPO bit, there is that actual, as you said, there is the, the potential of the consumer that has now come to the forefront. So it's, it has to be seen how it will work. You know, so being technologically skilled is one part of the story, which happened very, if I have to closely relate gaming to something where the, uh, where these talent ecosystem can be worked. It's very similar to the animation industry. Mm-hmm. We all went on for animation courses. There were a lot of students who went in. But today, it's very hard to find an opportunity in India for animation. Yeah. Again, coming mm-hmm. to the part of uh, investment versus ROI. If I spend uh, 4,000 crores or 2,000 crores in creating one movie, which is what global uh, production houses create movies on, right? Uh, say animated movies, they have a mass market which is going out and kind of running. Nobody has taken or will to take that kind of a risk in India as of today. 
which is why the animation industry today is uh, similar to a BPO KPO organization, right? Yeah, where yeah. Uh, there are the today most of the Disney, Marvel, or any of these bigger animation projects, Pixar's, uh, the Indian teams are working on, even on DI, on animation, on characteristics, modeling, everything. These are the Indian companies working on it. But again, it's service oriented. Yeah. Tomorrow, if that skill base comes in from a higher level from an Africa. Uh, or comes in from any other country, there are chances that it can move on. So, uh, which skill are we upskilling on is really important to know. Just Mm -hmm. going by the fact that gaming is evolving and I need to go uh, and be a developer in gaming, do we have enough opportunities in India for a developer in gaming? Yes. Casual gaming, yes, but uh, for something. Since you said that PUBG kind of ensured that 15% have gone into develop this thing, Will we be creating soon enough? I'm not sure about that. That's mm-hmm. my only apprehension. We will mm-hmm. be creating, but would we have opportunity for this entire talent pool? Yeah. It's like the engineering uh, problem also, right? We yeah, create yeah. overcreated engineers. Now, what do they do? They're doing something else, not probably yeah. the, this thing. So that is something which we need to be a little careful about. Today, if you're interested in gaming, I would suggest start streaming content. Be an influencer. Mm-hmm. Um, be, uh, what do you call it, uh, uh, be an opinion leader in the community. You can do a lot of things. You could do gadget reviews, you could do games, there will be followers coming to you. You could monetize it via many other metrics. Yeah. Compete in tournaments. Participate because next few years, you will see a lot of tournaments coming in. India till now had only seen major tournaments from PUBG coming in. Tomorrow, I can assure you that there is going to be uh, all the major players, including Activision, Riot, Garena, all of these guys pumping in a lot of money from a mm. tournament angle. Participate in those tournaments, right. again, that can be a career model. Yeah. You know, so yeah. uh, it has to be uh, seen. I'm not uh, saying that you should not get into the development part of it. Uh, if you are good at it, do de- definitely pursue. You could go anywhere. Even in India, there will be creation of it. But how many are we creating? Would that create demand and supply mm. uh, issues? That's something yeah. that we need to be mindful of. Right, yeah, right, yeah. right. Okay. Uh, three interesting aspects which essentially come out of this is number one, speaking of overcrowding of engineers, you're, you're speaking to two of them. I know. Who are <laughs> recording a podcast right now? Right. And uh, the second I thing... Cho- comes- I chose not to be. so uh the second thing which comes out of is this it's interesting that you mentioned there are alternative career models which sort of exist out of this i mean we've seen people like marquez brownlee do gadget reviews and make an entire you know youtube channel and an empire out of it so to say and then the third thing which is interesting is mentioning of streaming so to say which has grown big over the last few years and the numbers of the you know let's say the market scenario have been pretty much hidden in plain sight. Now, one thing which cannot be ignored from the conversation is the impact of COVID-19 here, which, uh, you know, sort of brought up streaming to the limelight. So with newer avenues sort of emerging by the week into streaming, how do you think India's market currently holds up, number one? And number two, with the emergence of local players, let's say even local for that matter, what do you think, uh, you know, the market looks like for newer domestic entrants in this space? Uh, so this will be specifically game streaming uh, if I have to answer that on that front uh, look at it this way there are 365 million gamers right now stipulated in the country PUBG's annual, uh, monthly uh, I think MAU would have been in the range of uh, around 30 to 40 million uh, MAUs coming in daily would have been around 13 million to 14 million 
if I just have to take the daily number, uh, at least 40 percentage of that number. So daily number of say 14 million and 40 percentage of it should be around say 40, uh, 4 million or 5 million, 6 million kind of number. 5 million people are hardcore enthusiasts or players in that game. They have constituted in watching the game. The rest of them, like probably me, who plays, I'm not uh, watching unless apart from what I'm currently doing and I'm in, in the streaming ecosystem, I'm watching. But somebody who's my peer or my friend who plays, but he might not be watching, right? So that constitutes the other 60-70%. But this 40% is a massive number. Daily, there is 5 million people actually watching only PUBG. And that's now this is only a PUBG's game uh, record. Now, if I have to take Call of Duty, if I take uh, uh, CSGO, and then the PC game ecosystem, including uh, uh, the Valorant and League of Legends and the entire bunch of PC games. Now, PC games, they are much more involved. They have been watching it for a long time, not just now, which is what. So, the gaming ecosystem uh, or the streaming ecosystem has considerably been there for the last one year. It's just that during COVID, we have looked at it looked at it more seriously and say, oh, this is growing. But it has been growing. It has been growing for the last mm-hmm. one and a half, two years. It has been always mm-hmm. growing. Now, all of a sudden, why that is happening? Again, the break of the clutter. Uh, we didn't have three, four months of original content from any TV, from any houses or any production houses or anything because the shoots were impossible. The only thing that was happening, which used to happen in the same way, was uh, 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 this uh, game streaming, which was happening. In and yes, there has been uh, there has been a higher curve. I think we only saw around 122 percent increase in the viewership and sub- uh, streamers joining in and stuff like that. Uh, now that curve uh, would somewhere go stabilize and standardize when it reopens and stuff like that. But again. These are habit formation. As I, we go back to the same thing of once the habit is formed, it's kind of difficult to take away, right? Uh, and if it's unless and until it's consciously kind of uh, looked into. The minute people start liking these immersive kind of formats, they will continue to do so. So hence, even after COVID, there won't be much of a uh, kind of a uh, downer for the industry. It will it'll be stable. It will stabilize a bit and then kind of standardize. Uh, now, how do I see for a new player coming in? Uh, today, Loco uh, looks at, um, we are developing an ecosystem. We are part of developing that ecosystem. Uh, and we are with the streamers or gamers in the country. And we are supporting even in this tough time. And this has been a tough time. Last two months have been really tough for any gamer in the country because of the ban and stuff like that. Uh, everybody is aligned with the decision if it's data, this thing. But you know what? Uh, uh, what else kind of uh, can be looked at the same way? What we are seeing is there are a lot of other global, global players who are coming and investing a lot right now and they are going to pump in a lot more, which is what I said. Hence, the momentum is not going to stop. It is just the transition bump that has happened for the last one, two months. And local from our side, we are looking at be, being there for the gamers at the, during these tough times, helping them, being with them, uh, producing content with them, doing tournaments which can help them uh, cope up with all these things. And generally in the ecosystem, we are trying and figuring out what best things should be done so that 
that momentum kind of grows even further so that's where we are involved so anybody who's in this ecosystem who wants to be getting into the streaming space or whatever i think the root of that uh, uh, that uh, this entire ecosystem is the gamer in itself so that gamer has to be uh, has to be appreciated he has to be or he or she has to be uh, uh, well equipped and empowered with then automatically you as an organization if you want to be in this business can flourish interesting uh shan any thoughts on this so uh no i have a couple of things but i think um, as the points develop i'll you know uh, come up with those sure okay so moving on to the next aspect is that uh, speaking of creating an ecosystem for that matter i believe china was a huge part of it right now with the whole border tensions aspect and with the ban of chinese apps in india i'm sure there must have been some sort of a ripple effect across the industry when it comes to streaming and gaming as a whole so how significant deepak do you think has been the impact of the banning of these chinese apps and do you see this uh, you know uh, worsening or do you see this improving over the course of the future so two parts to that question one is how significant has been the impact okay out of the entire esports industry i would think that close to around 60 to 70 percentage of the market was controlled by pubg that's the significant impact after pubg has left it 70 percentage of the market all of a sudden wiped out uh what does it uh, work in favor and how how has the impact been it has been bad for the last one two years but what is the silver lining over here uh from one game today we are talking about fall guys we are talking about among us we are talking about call of duty we are talking about multiple games we are talking about indian games developing raji we are talking about forge achanak say from one game we have 10 different things happening the more the merrier industry is bound to grow so this silver lining if you actually look at it most of the global players would have uh, shied away from india just for the simple fact that 75% is controlled 70 75% is controlled by tencent of the market mm-hmm. right yeah. so beating them would have been a real tough uh, uh decision not decision investment decision you know it has to be they have to be pumping a lot of money to kind of beat that today that void has been created and that market is open for any of these global players to come and take it which will help india because now another monopoly creation is not going to happen because everybody is going to get equal chance everybody already has the handset to play now the choices will be in the users hand and the gamers so now monopoly is not going to be created but the disruption is set to happen so that's the silver lining in that uh which uh, all of us in the industry kind of agree with saying that uh, uh this is what is going to be it just uh, it just a matter of time when this all of a sudden bump of 2 3 months will take another uh, shot of 2 3 months to kind of come up and then it is again on the stage of growth interesting so uh moving on to one other aspect which i've been sort of having discussions with uh, is the idea of not just creating one ecosystem across layers but 
only one app creating an ecosystem within itself and this gives rise to the terminology of this thing called a super app so to say right mm-hmm. where one app essentially starts off doing something as as one business model as one kind of transaction model which it has and then it ventures off into different verticals we saw it with the paytm we saw it with zomato zomato started off as a restaurant aggregator moved into content moved into delivery logistics paytm started off as a digital payment um, you know transaction mode and then it went into savings bank dealing with gold and uh, having its own content model for that matter so would you agree that these super apps a exist and they are sort of you know uh, moving in their own different direction is it good for the industry bad for the industry what would be your you know initial thoughts on this uh i think see uh, depends on whom you call super apps so uh, uh, anybody who's uh, who's coming in and saying i'm a super app you have to evaluate who's going to be the super app super app helps in uh, um, i don't know in iphone when you have uh, 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 you can create that uh, one piece where you have multiple apps inside that right if you are able to mitigate that where you are saying ki uh it's basically 10 apps inside me then you are super app so i can book travel i can uh, i can buy groceries i can uh, what do you call it order food i can watch content listen to music uh pretty much what are the things the other things that you would pay bills etc etc in one app then you automatically can super app uh whether there is a need for it uh, there is definitely could be a need for it uh and uh, and it's definitely easier for uh, somebody to kind of go in how do content play a role in that is something that needs to be seen uh the reason why i'm i'm uh, saying that is um again going back to our earlier conversation that uh, content and digital is very personal so hence it is much more subcultureish mm. so just putting generic content over there which is available on other places and just adding on to that content probably might not work if your call is like for example mintra mintra did content uh, i think they did uh, fashion superstar or something like that inside their app somewhere relevant right i am a product on fashion i already uh, assume that i have audience who are enthusiasts of fashion if i provide content on fashion that is uh, that is entertaining and probably at a larger scale then it can come a uh, good thought process how it's executed how it is successful we don't know but that's a way of approach that can be tomorrow zomato again getting into that food related not necessarily food people related now they know their audience best they know their audience on uh, if you are an app you kind of know their audience that that audience is uh, not just into food they are also into something else they are typically uh, uh, xyz uh, Uh, metro se and this age group they've been binge watching uh, xyz content so then there is relevance of me providing tomorrow book my show could start you know all, uh, because they already know what is my content interest yeah. from the kind of movies that i've been right so right. Uh, hence uh, hence the content inside all these aspect is to be looked at now it's not like nobody can do it everybody can do it the thing is does it uh if i look at it from not from a content business just from a business does it give me uh the same roi as any other business would do over a longer period of time will determine mm. if they will continue or not right right today their core business is not that 
like for example i would uh, see an amazon and an amazon prime both are actually two different apps but the value cycle is kind of created now it doesn't matter if you are inside the same app or if it's not in the same app right mm-hmm. so that value creation can be done even if you are two multiple apps mm-hmm. so uh, so that's something that everybody will have to kind of think through based on their business we have nobody to comment on that so uh, it's based on their business uh, objective and knowing their user whether it makes sense for them in the longer run from uh, from an investment perspective people mm-hmm. use content for attracting people to come in and do some other transaction which i think is what uh, flipkart was looking at phone pay was looking at now that's also a strategy now they must have already done the working of what is the uh, user acquisition that they will be using or mm-hmm. uh, the 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 cost of user acquisition that will come in for uh, content and what will be the probable transaction if that metrics right works right then you should never stop doing that you should continue doing that if it doesn't work then you should not be doing that as a business so it's it's upon business to business we don't know how their individual businesses goals are working on content mm. definitely can be a lever for user attention for user acquisition and retaining the user uh whether it works for your business or not is something they have to do hmm and something that you also mentioned right just now in terms of um, what happens with the user in terms of transactions within the app in app purchases essentially and yeah. gaming has thrived of uh, in app purchases where you very very surprising for india yeah and because yeah. um the earlier thing i mean when go back to our computer gaming days uh, the cost of acquiring a game was so high that was one of the big mitigants right in terms of adoption of that game now when i can sample that game for free and it just means that i need to upgrade my weapon i need to pay you know xyz amount of money or if it's you know in terms of playing rummy so on and so forth i think in app purchases has been this very pivotal aspect when it comes to the revenue stream for uh, gaming right um on the other hand you have uh, what youtube was doing with advertisements uh, you know in between videos where they started playing ads uh, for you for youtube as a business the revenue stream was that um also if you look back to television where it the one major aspect was uh, the revenue that the the channel per se you know generated through advertisement slots in there you know, as a media um has moved from there to now where these companies uh, subscription has become an equal or probably a bigger part for ott uh, businesses and uh, with ott in particular there is no concept of in app right now so do you think this is something that we could probably look at or will happen it will definitely happen see it's not like uh, uh, the subscription method was not existing before let's go back to print hmm you pay 3 rupees for your print yes uh, this thing the other half of the payment is by advertising yeah so it's always a 50 50 almost a 50 50 mm-hmm. you go to tv the distribution of uh, tv earlier via msos or uh, say local cable operators now via uh, these uh, tata skies and dish tvs of the world and stuff like that it's almost the same so distribution again becomes a pivotal uh, what do you call a revenue stream as much as an advertising so these are two parts mm-hmm. of or two pillars of revenue streams for 
media it almost is in a 50 50 in fact the uh, more the distribution the better the advertisement right i mean yeah. the inclination for an advertiser to even come exactly. to the platform right. right so it's almost the same now uh, the same evolution will happen with ott as well there will be award there will be sword today the sword is very low the again that's because of the kind of cost that we are probably asking them to pay yeah uh, we are asking monthly 50 rupees monthly 100 rupees depending on whatever right or whatever platform uh, now in this uh, in the center gamut people are slowly starting to get accustomed to digital payments mm. and the more that happens and more need of consumption via ott will happen the price of uh, uh, the pie of subscription will slowly increase and that's mm-hmm. how it is going to be it is going to be uh, again it's predicted that way that in 5 years time it will be a 50 50 uh, uh, ad revenue versus similar to tv in itself right. so it's going to be the same way um, now interesting question is uh, in app purchases now in app purchases is actually it's it comes in the transactional uh um, micro transactional uh, gamut uh, should i pay monthly 50 rupees or 100 rupees or should i pay 1 rupee per content i am consuming right mm. this is something that youtube had tried a lot lot of time before uh, for one movie they charged 60 rupees which you could consume and pay youtube and then consume i think even it, it, it's still there but it used to be there a long time back uh, i think the transaction Uh, model T Ward as they would call it uh, transactional video on demand will come in uh, whenever there is um, there is too much of competition and stuff like that. Gaming in app purchases is completely different. Uh, if you actually look at uh, look at that calculation, a guy uh, today uh, around uh, PUBG's revenue monthly revenue would be in in the range of seven to eight million dollars. Okay, from India. Now that will be what around um, how much will that be? Fifty-six crores or something like that, right? Fifty, <laughs> sixty crores. Out of that, around sixty, seventy percent, which is approximately forty crores, is why in-app purchases. Now, in-app purchases, forty uh, crores by forty crore people, which is again they are looking at what. Uh, Um, monthly MAUs of forty million or something like that, right? So technically, one guy is spending one rupee on an average. So if I have to just put it, there might be ten rupee transaction happen uh, in a month, which is a easier hack than me going and saying, "Hey, you want to play PUBG? You pay me hundred rupees for it." So that is based on what is the need of the audience and stuff like that. And this is much more hyper. It is happening every every five minutes, every Uh, half an hour when you play, you want to upgrade your weapon, etc., etc. That in-app transactions are coming. So that is, uh, and surprisingly, everybody said that Indian users are not ready to pay. It was this problem that uh, PUBG actually defined in some way. I am averse as an audience, as an Indian consumer. I am averse, or probably currently apprehensive about spending. Six hundred and fifty rupees for my subscription, mm-hmm. but I'm completely fine giving out ten rupees multiple times for sixty-five times. Right. This is the point that uh, PUBG worked in, uh, and which is why the microtransaction happened. They did a good amount of revenue, uh, and I think most of the gaming mm-hmm. companies are also thinking on the uh, same language. 
in the right. same way i think somewhere down the line you know tpt might come in for uh, uh, one content or one web series you kind of given this thing but we don't know right now it depends on how much how fast or how soon it can come yeah 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 so uh, deepak if i were to sort of go to my last question which would pretty much serve as a summarization of the entire discussion uh, given the need of the audience given the kind of content which is being put out and given the kind of transaction models which have come into the picture from a long term perspective how do you see brands you know taking up different strategies or changing their existing strategies to content marketing as a whole not just maybe perhaps keeping india but keeping global markets in their agenda yeah see um, i have been working with brands for the last whatever years that i have been working and predominantly in the content domain what i feel is mm-hmm. brands follow where the people follow Hmm. So if the people are in gaming, they will come in gaming. Ah, the time will be six months or one year for that brand uh, cycle to happen. Like how they are currently investing in OTT is because people yeah. are consuming OTT. The brands will follow. So brands are uh, brands are technically businesses, and their hmm. businesses are about reaching people, giving them or showing them some value, and based on that. the people will do transactions with them for that they need people now mm. uh, wherever people are the brands will follow so today if it is on ott tomorrow uh, it's on if everybody goes back to print they will go back to print yeah yeah so uh, that space uh, which is very evident in covid time we were all traveling today outdoor business is zero people are not there so brands are not following yeah people are there on otts brands are following people are there on gaming brands are brands are following so it's it's very they are uh, uh, they are waiting where the where the public is all moved so cool so i think that does it and that brings us to the end of the discussion uh, thank you deepak so much for joining us today thank, thank you sean you, for being a wonderful co-host as well my pleasure and and this brings us to the end of this episode of everything business be sure to check out all our other podcasts on our youtube channel thank you deepak once again for joining us it has been an thank you sir thank you sean thanks deepak all right you take care thank you all right thank cheers guys we'll see you on the next episode of everything business check out all our other episodes on thebrief.co.in this is sahib singh signing off see you next time